Hello, and welcome to another episode of the OysterCast. My name is Ron Cowie. I am your host, and today I am sharing a conversation I had with the artist Jessica Ferguson. She is a Boston-based photographer. I've known her for about 20, 25 years, and I'll tell you what, one of the most humble and yet talented, brilliant minds I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. Um... She is a photographer that works a lot with pinhole photography, um, found objects, antiquarian processes. She's worked everything from cyanotypes, salt prints, platinum prints, um, just just a bottomless pit uh, of um, creative energy. And you can look at her work on the museumofmemory.com website. That's her website. And, and so today what we talked a lot about things, was the uh, uh, from collecting family and, you know, recovery and people who are no longer with us and bringing them into the day. And it just was a really great way to kind of recenter myself in this podcast. It's something I've missed. I'm sorry I haven't been around for a while. Uh, this summer has been crazy. My my family uh, sold a house and I had to help move a bunch of stuff across country. And I got to do that. I did a cross country drive, um, but I've just been all over the place and I haven't felt very focused or productive. But that all ended Labor Day weekend and I'm back and it is wonderful to be here and I'm looking forward to sharing more conversations I have with some really talented artists. Uh, you may have noticed that a lot of the people that I'm talking with now are women in the arts and that is by design because for me I am very bored of listening to a bunch of white dudes talk about their work. If I wanted to do that heck I just have a podcast where I'm talking to myself about making work about, I don't know what, you know, photographs of old churches and, you know, nude women, etc. So, if you like what you hear, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Let's go listen to my conversation with Jessica. Thanks again. So now we can just have a conversation. Yes. So, <laughs> it's been so long. It has I been know. so long. Well, you were my neighbor for years. No. Across the street. <sighs> <laughs> Lots had the, the place burned down, but the oh, 327. Oh yes, 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 yes. They were had cheap labor in there who welded without the wrong kind of sparks or something. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Oh, well. Save a dime. Pennywise, yes. pound foolish. So, all right. For people who don't know who you are, Jessica Ferguson. Tell me a little bit about yourself as if I don't know who you are, but I do. <laughs> okay, well, that's a mysterious question. Um, well, I'm Jessica Ferguson, and I live in downtown Boston in Fort Point, now somewhat known as the Seaport. Um, I've been down here since 1987. I'm an artist. I work with 19th century handmade photo processes for many years with pinhole cameras, no lens. Um, and we met because you too had a studio in yes. this neighborhood. We bumped into each other actually at PhotoFest. 
That's right, in Houston, Texas. Years and years ago, I, was, yes. I know her. That's right, and we recognized each other from yep. the neighborhood, crossing yep. the bridge. Yep. Yes, because it was kind of, not abandoned buildings, but they were kind of funky warehouses. They'd seen yes. better days. Yes. And artists had come in and were renting them and, uh, you know, quote unquote, uh, there for 24 hours when they were really living there, but they mm. weren't supposed to. And so we all kind of knew each other yeah. by sight, if not in actuality. That's kind of an interesting um, jumping off point because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, that was 20 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. how has the artist community changed? Not necessarily here, but I, I just think mm -hmm. about like portfolio reviews. And you've yes. always been so good at like getting the word out about what you're doing mm -hmm. uh, with like sending cards mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. How do you see like w with Instagram and everything? It, like this is something I keep on going back to. And I kind of, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't have the energy. Mm -hmm to keep up with it anymore. Mm -hmm. How do you, nowadays, do you just keep on doing what you're doing, which is the, the card and the mail, and this is what I'm doing, and this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And when you see, you, you just retired from teaching, mm -hmm. the younger kids, what are they doing that's different? Or mm -hmm. do you, does it make any sense now? Yeah, well, to put it in context, that's a really good question. Um, well, I did just retire from over 30 years of teaching at different places, but a good 30 plus mm -hmm. at the School of the Museum of Fine Arts, now merged with Tufts University, which is a great new, new entity, um, good for educating artists. Um, but I used to always send out hand-addressed postcards, mm -hmm. and um, I kind of bogged down the last time I was sending some out. I just said, my God, this is so much. I will, once I have enough, I will make mm -hmm. another postcard. But uh, right now, I've been obsessed with Instagram. And okay. uh, it's a great way to learn about people. And I'm going to put in a pitch for something I'm doing. Do it. Which is, um, there's a wonderful photographer named Mary Kokel. I don't know if you know her name. No, I don't. Um, she photographs uh, flowers and parts of flowers in ice. And she's very interesting. And um, we've both been working with a 19th century process called the anthotype. Talk more about that. And this is really interesting. I, I've heard about it for years. A, a Polish photographer, Pavel Kula, told me about it in 2013. We were in a show together there. And I got fascinated, and I didn't get around to doing anything with it till 2019. And I invited Mary over, because I knew she was a photographer who also grows flowers. And I just said, hey, this is something Mary would like. So we have each been making images with um, you grind up flower petals, mm -hmm. or uh, Swiss chard is really great, leaves, just different plant materials. Mm -hmm. And you mix them with uh, distilled water and maybe a splash of alcohol, and you make a, a sort of a thin emulsion and paint it on artist paper, the way you would mm -hmm. cyanotype. Um, it's very, very slow process. You draw, you know, do several layers, put that in the sun with a positive, not a negative. Mm -hmm. For hours, if you're lucky, but more like days, weeks, or maybe even months, if you're mm -hmm. depending on what you're using, for the sun to bleach away the stain in the in the paper, hmm. and so wherever the dark area of the positive is, mm -hmm. you you get the color of the the flowers okay. or whatever it was, and um, the effects are very unpredictable and they're ephemeral; they don't hmm. last. Although some of the first ones made by Sir John Herschel in 1842 or whatever 
are still in existence, but very faded. Mm -hmm. So they evoke all kinds of wonder, like about time, about the sun, about mm -hmm. plants, about you know photochemistry, just a lot of issues. So we are trying to put together a show, which I hope will happen, maybe a year from now at the Rhode Island Center Photo, whatever it's called, Photo Center. It's in downtown Providence. Okay. So um, keep your eye on Instagram. I will. And hopefully, and we're hoping to get international practitioners because this is having kind of a renaissance. I've seen a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, what is this interesting yeah. process that mm -hmm. I know nothing about? And, it's, and it seems so, whatever, it seems so, ephemeral or weird yeah. it's like oh i don't get it but and that frightens me so yes. thank you for explaining it to me yeah. and bringing me into the light literally yes um so well now you a lot of your work if i remember correctly and mm -hmm. i think i do is um is kind of about making sense of i don't want to say memory but just mm -hmm. life and just you know with the pinhole everything that you're doing it surrounds a few themes, and if you could just kind of talk about that, because mm -hmm. I think I remember, but maybe I don't, and I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> um, well, no, that's a, that's a good question, or good kind of context to speak. Um, well, I'm very interested in the principle of synchronicity, which, okay. which is, Carl Jung used to talk about it, but it's the idea of a meaningful but unintended or chance encounter mm -hmm. between people, objects, you know, words, um, and it's, it kind of goes back to the, the practice of the I Ching, where you mm -hmm. throw the arrow sticks and certain things come up and you find meaning in it. So I think I'm interested in that idea, chance encounters between objects that somehow spark a reverie or, a, you know, they evoke some kind of contemplation or make you think, well, what, why are these things together? What's the meaning of that? Mm -hmm. And I guess it's a kind of visual poetry that it lingers in your mind. Mm -hmm. um, but that has to do with memory as well. Mm -hmm. And also the concept of the found object, which mm -hmm. I always feel finds you as well, much as you find it. Connecting. Yeah, we're like us in Houston, yes. Texas. I was thinking the same thing. Like, why did we see each other? If it was a huge event, maybe we could have even been there and not even seen each yes. other. Yes. Synchronicity. Yes. And <laughs> it, it, I always think about yeah, you really can't draw a straight line in life. Very rarely do no. you ever get to be like, this happened and then this. Yes. And, and a lot of work that... I'm thinking about now. I mean, I'm doing. I'm, I'm kind of going through my parents' uh, stuff. We just moved them. Yes. You saw me on Instagram going out to Arizona mm -hmm. and coming back and all that, which was lovely. And so there's this mountain of stuff, mm -hmm. and it's making sense of these objects and these things that they've collected. And mm -hmm. I did the same thing with Lisa's stuff, the inventory project, yes. where it was, um, you know, how do how do you represent a life through things? Mm -hmm. yeah. And without getting really, you know, I and I, I'm, I'm kind of making peace with the fact that I'm, it's maybe a notch above catalog work. Yeah. But who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's there's something about the feeling behind it that you might not see. You might look mm -hmm. at it and be like, well, that just looks like a Zippo lighter. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Yeah. But. To me, there's something else in that. And maybe that's the conversation I have to have. Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know what that has to do with you, 
but I just wanted to say something. Yes. No, but I, I hear you because I think, well, I think of the um, medieval concept of the reliquary, mm -hmm. which was the idea that um, saints, they thought people who were saints died. They mm -hmm. went up to heaven, but they left something behind, mm -hmm. you know, relicta, what what's left behind. And I think when people die or move, mm -hmm. we find these objects and we start to um, imbue them with some kind of meaning, like, oh, this lighter. Oh, my father used this the night he proposed to mm -hmm. my mother, who's so nervous he had a cigarette first. Mm -hmm. You know, th there's more meaning. It's not just a lighter. Yes. I actually have, and I remind Kiki, our daughter, mm -hmm. not our daughter, but my daughter, yes. um, of of the t-shirt that, I still have the t-shirt I had when she was born, and, I thought, and, and the flannel shirt that's <laughs> yes. just rags now. Yes. Said, this was what I was wearing the day you were, and she's like, yes, yes. Dad, I know. She's 16 and going <laughs> oh, on 17. Oh, please, yes, just, I know. She knows everything. Yes, yeah. I know, you've told me. Yeah. <laughs> but there, I don't, and, and my dad was, is, I mean, he's mm -hmm. still with us, but something, uh, like this move really affected him. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And rightfully so. It was, you know, uprooting in a lot yes. of ways. Yeah. And what is going to happen with my stuff and mm -hmm. all this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and just like the, we, we would joke about how he wasn't a hoarder, mm -hmm. you know, but he didn't have a museum either. <laughs> no, exactly. He had a collection. But, yeah, and just this, he was, he would pick things up on mm -hmm. it and it was almost like evidence. And I'm mm -hmm. realizing that there's something about that with me too. Yes. And the, I mean, just to kind of give a description of where we're sitting, it's like your mm -hmm. studio is full of stuff. I hate but to not say like it. you're a hoarder. It's beautiful, by the way, folks. Thank I'm not you. gonna, you know. But there's just like stuffed animals mm -hmm. and taxidermy and just things that are kind of like on the journey mm -hmm. that I think that just makes it. It's the material you use. Yes. Or used because now, mm -hmm. uh, looking at the anthotypes that you've made, mm -hmm. it seems really primitive. Yes, it, it is, and I'm using well. Actually, um, going back to the idea of the found object and it found, finds you, a lot of the images that I'm using are old images of the moon, and a number of them came from a very funny little book I found in Krakow, Poland, okay. in a bookstore in 2001. And I, I had a show over there and went to the bookstore. And I remember thinking, well, I don't know why, but I really like this little book and I couldn't leave it behind. Mm -hmm. And I've had it for years. And then a number of years ago, I scanned it and just started making these primitive negatives and positives on acetate. And I've used them for years. And, you know, it spoke to me. And I have these other moon elements mm -hmm. in my life. And then talking about parents, fathers. My father died in 1993, but I have a lot of his stuff. Mm. And he was closer to hoarder than mm. I hope I ever get. But anyway, mm. um, he somehow, in all of his stuff, uh, I came across his childhood diary, one of them, from uh, 1933. Mm -hmm. I think he was, he was about 12, 11 or 12. And he wrote a little thing about the moon. Mm -hmm. And I found that some years ago, and I've been—it's just been in the back of my mind. But somehow mm -hmm. there's a thread. We don't always know what it is, but you know, the moon has been a consistent theme for years. I, I identify with that. Mm -hmm. you know, just like that feeling of—I don't know why this is important, mm -hmm. you know, at the time. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to take it. And I'm going to put it over here. Yeah, you have to have faith. Yeah. In it. 
and, and I think maybe, I mean, because I, a lot of people get all wrapped up about how, you know, the, the Maria Kondo, you know, does it spark joy? And there's truth to that, and yeah. I don't want to beat her up. But there's also something to be said about you just never know. Mm -hmm. And we're going through this world, and it is a material world in mm -hmm. some ways. So, hey, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you know? Well, well, I think it's also the idea of the, um, the absent present. Mm -hmm. that there are people, you know, my father's no longer on the planet, but I have a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Or things either gave me or reminds me of him. And so he's a presence in my mm -hmm. life, even, and it's the objects that are kind of the transmitter of yes. that connection. Mm -hmm. But then also there comes a time when you're ready to let go of something, mm -hmm. and then you give it to someone else, and maybe they can use it in their work or their life or enjoy it. Yeah. And I, th I mean, I think about that with, I mean, now we're talking about, this is an antiques roadshow. Oh, yes. But not really, yeah. but just that there's, like, last night I brought all these matchbooks that my parents bought from or brought from restaurants, whatever. Mm -hmm. and Kiki was just going through them all, like, look at all wow. these. Wow, yes. You know? And I want to photograph these. And just how, just mm -hmm. the stories behind things. Like, mm -hmm. not everything is just a thing. That's right. That's right. And so, and, and not a, photos are not just photos, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, casual moments. Yeah, well, um, Orhan Pamuk, the uh, Turkish writer mm -hmm. who uh, wrote about Istanbul and then he, um, God, what's his museum called? I can't think of the book, uh, but he wrote a book about an obsessive love affair. Mm -hmm. I didn't finish it. I got mm -hmm. kind of bogged down. But anyway, he went beyond the book and he made a museum mm -hmm. all about this woman, th this fictitious character. Uh, and it's, you know, cigarette butts that supposedly mm -hmm. she smoked and things like that. Um, so you can kind of bring someone back with mm -hmm. their materiality, their objects. It will, in a way, if yeah. that's what you want. Almost like an altar to the person. As my late sponsor would say, and I'm going to his memorial service this afternoon yes. and after this, you get to bring people into the day. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, Rob Trainer, wherever you are, Yeah. God bless you. Yeah, well, he's with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I never, I mean, even I had moved down to... Um, Rhode Island and he stayed, he didn't move down with me. Right. So maintaining that connection mm -hmm. sometimes got difficult, you know, uh, yeah. because phones go to voicemail and yep. his health was, you know, up and down and yeah. in and out. But I had to do, you know what, like, I make the effort. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's something to be said. It's like, and I think with our work and just, it's like, you make it, you mm -hmm. show up. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of that uh, line from Wise Blood. Where the guy said, you know, no one does that anymore. So, well, I'm still doing it, so they're doing something. You know. I never read Wise Blood. So yeah. it's good. It's it's interesting. I mean, it's it's interesting and, and just, but just about how kind of holding all this stuff or an idea mm -hmm. and where that can lead you. But the, you know, just the, I'm still doing it. Yeah. You know? And that that's what I can do. That's and do, right. Do I want? Am I doing stuff for a response, or am I doing mm -hmm. it for the sake of doing it? And mm -hmm. podcasting is a little bit like yeah. that, or just what we're this conversation. Yeah, well, it's your truth yeah. that that it matters to you. And I was thinking, um, there's a woman. A woman. She used to be at Yale. I don't know if she's still there, but Robin Jaffe Frank. And I'm blanking on the name of her book, but it's all about. Um, photography, and Jeffrey Batchen wrote about this mm -hmm. too, photography as a sort of 
ed memoir and that um, people really wanted uh, and if you were rich in earlier centuries you could pay for a portrait of someone mm -hmm. but photography gave you a way to have a picture of your loved one and that's why I love those pictures uh, they're very poignant well you'll see a woman like you know 19th century tin mm -hmm. type or something and she's holding a, a portrait either photographic or painted of a soldier let's say and mm -hmm. all you can think of is, is that her brother is that her husband yeah. you know he's no longer he's absent whether mm -hmm. he died in battle or whether he's just away mm -hmm. people want a way to remember mm -hmm. and have with them the yeah. person they love and I, I've been recognizing that a little bit with um, my parents you know I mean they're in their mid to late 80s and so the day-to-day -day memory is stuff, I mean, because when, as we all get older, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, the day-to-day, -day, it's like, what day is it? And so on and so Exactly. But I handed my dad a, a photo album from the 50s. And he's like going through, he hasn't seen this thing in ages. Wow. And he's like getting, naming names and mm -hmm. this guy. And, and it's just fascinating how. It brings it back. It's a portal. Mm -hmm. That's a great way of putting it. So, oh, photography is portal. Ooh. It sounds like a show title. We just got deep. <laughs> I like it. But, I'm, so, I'm writing it down. Okay, you can have it. Oh, I like it. And it, it you know, and I, I was just thinking while I was walking from the garage over to your studio, it's mm -hmm. like the only thing that really has kind of stayed the same are the steps from A Street onto Summer Street. Oh, yes. You know, I mean, it doesn't even smell like pee anymore. No. It's just like... Well, there are a few places. Down by South Station, you can find it. Oh, you're looking. Good. Okay, yeah. well. Don't be disappointed. Thank you. It's still rough, very rough around the edges. Yeah, but it's just how things have changed, mm -hmm. and yet there's this sense that things can also stay the same. I mm -hmm. mean, so you get it, walking, getting out of here, the elevator on this, in 300 Summer Street, and just smelling it. Yeah. It brings me back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I like about this building that mm -hmm. um, we live in. It's an artist building. It's one of the Boston Wharf Company mm -hmm. buildings. I think it was built in 1899. And it was kind of, uh, you know, abandoned in mm -hmm. the early 90s and resurrected by us, a bunch of mm -hmm. artists. It's a live-work uh, space for artists limited equity and mm -hmm. it's a great building and it's old but it's also 21st century yeah and, you know here we are mm -hmm. so when you think I mean you've seen a literally a generation of students mm -hmm. you know, and I the New England School of Photography closed mm -hmm. yes. so you know I I had my students and I got mm -hmm. to kind of see a little bit of a pattern mm -hmm. and I don't want to tell you what pattern I saw. <laughs> what did you see, what, what are you seeing, what did you see in your last class compared to your first class and just in terms of how they approached the material you were teaching? No, that's really interesting. I didn't necessarily teach photography. I sometimes would have a cyanotype or mm -hmm. something incorporated into a class. I mostly taught about materials, collage, assemblage, mm -hmm. found, um, found books, found mm -hmm. materials, altering books, ma sometimes making artist books, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes some photo techniques, sometimes pinhole photo. Um, I would say that there's a consistent theme with all the students, which is that they love to use their hands, mm -hmm. and that there's increasingly um, a trend to um, become more digital. Mm -hmm. and that, of course, students are very good at this. I'm very primitive, you know, I'm yeah. a cave woman, but uh, so they're very good at everything digital, 
but they love sewing, drawing, making things. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's almost like the more digital you get, the more people cling to, let's make an artist book, let's draw. Mm -hmm. Ooh, cyanotype, I know I can do a digital image. But you know, and I think that that's something very important. So I kind of, you know, I'm a champion of handmade. I'm seeing that too. Mm -hmm. And that we, we kind of went through a phase. I mean, when I graduated from ESOP, you know, the digital camera was this thing on the side of your arm. Exactly. And, you know, half a megapixel and you were really flying there. Yeah. And then it just, everything was digital and all mm -hmm. my old process class. And mm -hmm. I, I pretty much had the same syllabus mm -hmm. um, for 20 years. And it went from people just like, oh, this is so fascinating. This mm -hmm. is amazing. And my platinum workshops, mm -hmm. everything. This yeah. Is great. And then it, it was like crickets. You know, and how can I make a digital negative? And then mm -hmm. I remember the, the lowest ebb, I don't know when it exactly was, but it was, you know, having students be like, can I leave now? <gasps> yeah, I like, really? Sure, go away. And like three <laughs> students, I mean, just oh, really, no. you know, really, well, I said, whatever. You yeah. know, they just weren't into it. Yeah. And, and I think part of it also was, you know, the education system. I mean, I don't know, there were a lot of moving parts to it. Mm -hmm. But, now, the last old process class I taught, and I just taught a Cyanotep workshop over at the Griffin. Oh, yes, I saw that. That was fun. Um, really enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. And the people are like, this is, this is neat. You know, and they there's some, some talk about digital negatives, but really like buying glass plate negatives off of eBay and just, yes. you know, and I love doing that too. Mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. you, and I, I told someone, I was like, it's like you bring these people back to life. Yes. Yeah. You know, like there's something about that. You were going to say something. No, it just reminded me of, um, I talked, I, I'm a member of FISNI, okay. Photographic History Society, mm -hmm. uh, Historical Society of New England. And they had a wonderful talk the other night with Hugh Neenie, I think it's Hugh Neenie and Neil Treadwell. Mm -hmm. They have a book called Loving, colon, you know, like Images of Men or something, mm. 1850 to 1950. It is beautiful. Uh, it's just the idea of people being in love. They happen to be men. It's not anything homoerotic. It's just purely about love and these photographs. And some of them, you know, when you look into a daguerreotype, the person or a, uh, an embryotype, a wet plate, collodion on glass, those images, the people are so present. You mm -hmm. feel them. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's deep. It's visceral. It's something about the physical physicality of the image. Mm -hmm. and, and they talked about that. It was, it's a really, I, have, I don't have the book, but it was a wonderful talk. I saw that, it, mm -hmm. that photography is, a, you know, as a way of connecting. Yes. You know? yeah. And I think about um, using Lisa's Rolleiflex yes. a lot. Yeah, because you know, I still I do now. I just mm -hmm. think these things need to be used. There was yes. a, a period of time where I was like, no, because she never let me touch her stuff. Yeah. But now it's like, no, this is the way. It, like light needs to come through these things. Yes. Light needs yes. to strike these photos. Light, mm -hmm. you know, there's something about that that keeps. I I, I was thinking about the the um, I was in church one night or day I forget what, mm -hmm. and there you know they they have the prayers of the people and it's whatever. I mean I. I don't know why I go. I just kind of sit yeah, there. No, it's contemplative. Yeah. And then they say, during the prayers of the people, they talk about people who had died. Mm -hmm. And there's a pause. And for those who we now name, 
And I realized you can wow. when you say someone's name, and mm -hmm. it kind of connects back to the Mexican Day of the Dead yes. and all that, you know, just that we're just mm -hmm. like people are alive mm -hmm. when you bring them into the day. Yes. And that kind of goes mm -hmm. back to Rob T. He would yes. always say that. You yeah. Know, bring, you get to bring these people into the day because he talked, he lived through the AIDS plague. Yes. And he said that was rough. Yeah. I brought these people into the, my, the day with my mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. And you bring your father into your mm -hmm. day with your work. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's a way of communicating that you just don't get to do it. Yeah, no, I think it's powerful. I mean, yesterday we were at a memorial service we attended by Zoom um, in, in Newburyport for a wonderful artist friend named Erica Marquardt, mm -hmm. who uh, made artist books and paintings and everything. She was. Um, not a Holocaust survivor, but she survived Berlin. Her father was a Nazi, and she lived and came to this country. A remarkable woman. And just everyone talked about their memories of her, and they had her paintings, and there's one of her. She made. Uh, she was sort of um, a self-taught artist, and Ooh. I would send her things, and she would incorporate them and send them back. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we all remembered Erica and sort of held her mm -hmm. in our heart. And, you know, it's special. We're richer for knowing these people. Yeah. It's, I mean, art and photography, I mean, just think, I always ask myself, not always, but mm -hmm. enough, to, like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and is it enough? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, and maybe not necessarily in that order. Like, is what I'm, is it enough? And yeah. what the hell am I doing? You know? Well, I think the, asking the question is important. I yeah. mean, we may never find an answer. Yeah. But um, I thought of something else when you were talking about students. Sometimes I was on review boards mm -hmm. um, end of the semester, faculty would comment on students' work. And um, especially in the last year, year and a half, every, the classes were on Zoom. Um, but even when in person, a lot of times students would show, if they were working with photography, they would show things on the computer. Mm -hmm. And I would ask them, have you ever printed this image? And mm -hmm. they would look at me and say no. And I said, well, you know, when you print things, um, even with digital prints, there are a lot of decisions that you make. Is it heavy paper? Is it Japanese paper mm -hmm. that I wax with beeswax? Uh, you know, is it going to be shiny or matte? These are decisions that we can make and that affect how the viewer takes in that image mm -hmm. and the content of the image. And that's one thing that I hope that students are reminded that they have these options. It's not just all on a screen and boom, it's gone. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's something that sometimes gets lost in the mix. I think so too, you know, that everything is so instant and mm -hmm. it's gonna be on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. You know, and archive, we, we went through this period of photography where it was all on film. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for that. Yes. Because that film stays. Yes, well, you know, Mark, uh, my husband is a composer and he has, um, well, actually two grand pianos and mm -hmm. one is, Kind of, the, I don't know. It doesn't use that much, but the other one is the John Cage. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's always at it, and he has he composes on paper with a pencil. Mm -hmm. And people will come over and they look around and they'll say, "Where's your computer?" Yeah. And they'll say, "I don't compose with a computer," mm -hmm. and they're baffled. But we always talk about how uh, you know we go back. He, he, if there's no electricity, he can work. Yeah. If I have the sun, I can work. Mm -hmm. And um, there's something about that, that these are old methods, but they still work today. Yeah. I use a typewriter. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I'm, when I do my writing, I just find that, like, it slows me down. 
mm -hmm. enough to actually, and I think that's the, you know, there's this whole conversation on Twitter, no less, mm -hmm. about yes. film versus digital, and it, it goes back oh. and forth, I don't have any energy for it. But, like, some things I use for commercial work, I'll, hell yeah, digital all day, mm -hmm. like, get mm -hmm. it out of my brain as fast yep. as possible. But mm -hmm. the stuff that, you know, for film, mm -hmm. there is that I need to slow down. Mm -hmm. I'm that's having right. a conversation. I'm not, it's, it, there's, I, I'm having a conversation mm -hmm. and, uh, and sometimes that conversation, you know, is my Scottish roots saying like, ah, you're spending so much money on this film. <laughs> yeah, that's right. $5 a sheet, laddie. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. where are you going to get the money? Yeah. You know, but, uh, well, another thing about working with physical materials and especially in photography, mm -hmm. you know, if, well, when I was working with pinhole cameras, sometimes the exposure would be an hour or two, mm -hmm. depending. So there's time, and then you develop the film by hand mm -hmm. in the darkroom, and that's time, and then it, the film dries, and then you print, you coat mm -hmm. the paper, you let it dry, then you expose it, you process it. I mean, you're investing a lot of time yeah. into your image, and I think the viewer can sense that. Mm -hmm. and, and there's an engagement that happens. I hope. I got burned out. I am burned out. Mm. Bring me back to life, Jessica. Okay. Because <laughs> Drink I, your tea. I, I finished it. It was delicious. Um, There's more. Oh, well, this is, I don't want to get too crazy. Um, but the, you know, I spent all this time and energy mm -hmm. you know, making the film or making the shot, mm -hmm. developing the film, all that stuff. And finding that a lot of the work would just be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Because so many people... We're getting hosed down with images. Yes. Yeah. And so how do you... And then that's like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm kind of at a point now, I'm kind of coming back to it. And this is Rob T. again, mm -hmm. saying, it, kind of like kindness is its own reward. Like, yes. Are you looking... Do you always need to have a response? Mm -hmm. You know, like when I would call and leave a voicemail, it's mm -hmm. like... And he didn't call me back immediately. Mm -hmm. so what I learned was... Mm -hmm. The act of kindness, or mm -hmm. just the the attempt to connect, is a mm -hmm. connection. Yes, it is. And I, I am, I have a struggle, or my struggle has always been with I need that validation. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it goes back to, is it enough? It's never going to be enough. Mm -hmm. I will never have enough validation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But okay. Yeah. But it's the act of doing it. Yeah. Well, I've been um, meditating. I've been trying to meditate daily. It was sort of sporadic, but mm -hmm. I'm, you know, a day at a time yeah. meditating um, in a regular way. And I like it because, well, for many reasons, but one is the idea that it's a daily mm -hmm. practice, to use a word that gets used maybe too much. But yeah. it is something I'm not perfect at it. Mm -hmm. I'm practicing it. I'm trying it. And that that can be its own reward. I also do yoga. And, you know, I'm never going to be, you know, like perfect at yeah. that. But I didn't tip over. That was good. Yeah. You know, we do what we can. And it's the same with in the studio. That mm -hmm. we, it's, it's its own reward. The making, the sort of act of wonder that's so important. And, and I think that's part of the human spirit, you know, to have a sense of wonder. Yeah. And w when we lose it, um, that's a sadness. And we need to nourish it and mm -hmm. have curiosity. Um, I was just around two little kids who were um, the children of some dear friends. And one is two brothers, one's two, one's four and a half. Mm -hmm. They are so interested in everything. And it is really fun to hang out with them. Awesome. 
I mean, they repeat themselves, but that's okay, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they, they are on fire to learn things, they're mm -hmm. curious, and if we can do that in, in the studio or in our lives, and, and we can refresh it by uh, either learning language or trying something new in mm -hmm. the studio or calling up a friend and showing them something. I mean, we can re-engage. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important so we don't get stale. That's a good place to end. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. Yeah. Great seeing you and chatting. This is fun. All right. That's all. Well, there you have it, folks. Me and Jessica Ferguson having a lovely conversation on a Sunday afternoon in Boston, Massachusetts, September 19th. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, share with your friends. And if you want to ask me a question, go for it. You can reach me at ron at theoysterfarm.com. That's my email. Uh, if you think there might be someone that you want me to talk with, you have a question about photography, creativity, whatever. Hey, I'm open. And uh, that's about all I got. Jessica's awesome. And if you don't think so, I don't know what the heck's wrong with you. Because she just is. Oh, and by the way, I just decided to kind of shake things up. And uh, I downloaded some fun new music, which you're hearing. It's called Scat Life. And it's by Curtis Cole, and you can find him on artlist.io. Uh, that is a royalty free music platform, and you have to subscribe, but you know, artists should get paid for the work that they do. But I don't know, it just kind of cheers me up. Autumn brings me down a little bit because the days get shorter, and I'm not a huge fan of that. So um, there's that. And before I forget, God rest your soul, Rob Trainer. I miss you and think about you every day.